welcome to content kettle this podcast is all about marketing where we'll be speaking with ceos and founders of brands across the globe and marketers who roll up their sleeves to get their businesses out there and turn them into a success with each having taken a different path to grow their business they have what we call actual actionables on marketing and they are spilling the tea with us or maybe even having one I'm Sohail, the social media marketer at Contentsify, a content marketing agency that works with startups to establish their presence online. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Content Kettle. Uh, today we are with Mariam Noor, who is the founder of Hanout Boutique. Hanout Boutique is a Moroccan luxury ready-to-wear brand for women. She has been into the industry for more than 6 years now and she she is also a designer and is handling the business entirely so mariam noor it's it's over to you we are excited to listen to your brand story let's go ahead yeah thank you very much so hanout is a name that means shop in arabic and it's very interesting because it's a name that starts conversation because it's also in hebrew is also hanout is the same thing and also in armenian so it's interesting name So it started 6 years ago as you uh, kindly uh, put it out uh, so it's a, a ladies fashion brand luxury ladies fashion brand so it is moroccan we are based in marrakech and we uh, create two collections a year plus lots of capsules so we sell mainly in our physical boutiques uh, we are now about to to open the second one and also online obviously it's a moroccan brand and it's based in marrakech so marrakech is at the heart of the inspiration of everything we do everything we design we create and we make in marrakech using the local artisans and you know um, of course the inspiration is uh, from the traditional craftsmanship moroccan craftsmanship that is uh, absolutely wonderful so we have all this heritage that we want to to keep Uh, adding to that it's one of the things that i actually like to do all the time is actually have a very contemporary take on it either in silhouettes or use of color or so i was just curious and wanted to know what was the whole motivation behind starting this brand okay so i have grown up in a family mainly a women's family in marrakech so i'm from this city so born and bred here and every single woman in my upbringing was doing something to do uh, with fashion <laughs> so, so either embroidering embroidery uh, or uh, making uh, collections of kaftans or jellabas everything so basically i was surrounded by at least three generations of wonderfully uh, talented ladies that actually uh, made money with fashion in way or another and I sort of rebelled against it because I just think okay it's too easy like uh, so to start with this is how I made my pocket money like uh, I used to go to high school and I would come back home at lunchtime I would embroider with my sister or like uh, knit or either we can we, we used to paint uh, on on fabrics and things so whatever it was the the fashion at that point and so i grew up in that atmosphere and as i said when i was a teenager i just thought okay that's too uh, simple let's just get out of this family path let's do something else and i went ahead and i had a, a degree in biology very interestingly <laughs> and i worked in that field for four years but that's it i mean four years in the universe have taught me one thing that 
I belong to fashion. I think it's it's a wonderful creative medium. You're creating and selling a dream. So it's nothing tragic about fashion. Like, if, as I say to lots of my uh, ladies that come to uh, Hanuta's, I say to them, listen, it's, you know, either you buy this dress or not, it's not going to change your life, but it's going to perhaps, I hope, make you happy and create wonderful memories, this sort of thing. So I like that fluffiness of fashion. I also like the fast pace of it, that you always have to be on your toes and make stuff. So that's it. So four years in something to do with life and death had taught me that I want to go back to fashion. And so I went back to fashion little by little, uh, to be honest, because I also uh, started a family and moved abroad and things like that. And yeah, six years ago, I fully embraced it and started Hunt. All right. That's interesting and insightful knowledge on that. Yeah. How do you keep up with new trends in the apparel industry? Well, it's very easy right now. I mean, how how not to keep up with the trends would be more the, the question because, you know, we have all these uh, social medias and all the channels that bring uh, everything's uh, happening. I mean, I also travel. Uh, we have so much of it. Like, we know everything. Uh, it's just uh, what we want to take of it, what we don't want to take of it. That's how I see it, really. Got it. Uh, does traveling and looking around for different culture help you brainstorm and come up with new ideas? Of course. I mean, traveling is so vital because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a creative, it's very creative. It's like you have said quite rightly in the beginning that I design, but I also run a company. So it's two aspects of the things. And, uh, you know, one comes with the other. And the creative aspect of it, you need to keep fresh. You need to keep inspired. Uh, you need to to see other things because, uh, you know, uh, and it's traveling is fantastic medium to, you know, to get inspired. I mean, you can be inspired just by watching a film or reading a novel or going to an exhibition, but traveling is actually such an immersion in a new environment that actually refresh your mind in a very um, dramatic way. So I think it's, it's very important. That makes a lot of sense. I was scrolling through your Instagram and I came across the content. The content is diversified in different culture. You you see a person who is a white, who is dark, you know, different faces all around. So what's the whole idea behind keeping it across all the cultures and how, how, how does it help you to create an impact? Well, it's a really interesting question because, you know, I am Moroccan and as Moroccan, Morocco is the country that is on top of Africa, but it's also very close to Europe. Would we want it or not? We have have a big influence by French uh, culture and European culture in general. So basically, we are layers and layers of things and we, as it's our identity, basically, so we cannot deny any part of it. So we can be uh, Berber, we can be Arab, we can be European, we can be African and et cetera. And you add more layers. And actually, it's just how the way we are, I think. All right. Yeah. Since you are you are the one who designs all the product, uh, how how has design helped you in running a business? So it's it's your creativity. It's your designs. So usually what happens is in brands, there's a designer who takes care of things and on the marketing and sales, there are the people. Since you are someone who has been able to manage everything, how how has, uh, you know, 
design being a bigger impact yes but i think now there's han boutique a upcoming brand you know it's not there with the biggest names of fashion but when you look at the top end fashion designers they all now take pictures they all now uh, take part in the marketing strategies they all now you know have a say in in everything so basically it's the line are blurred you know and uh, we are like now as uh, we are now asked to uh, have a say in all those fields and they are very linked because the creativity is actually either on taking pictures or on designing a dress or on uh, trying to position yourself in a niche market is all of it is one thing i think got it so most of the reels that you all posted recently are in the boutique itself you know the model is walking out so i, I was just curious how you know uh, creating content has been helping you in marketing your business well creating content is a big part of my job right now and i collaborate with photographers and videographers when i can i and i also do it on my own i'm not just doing it on my own all the time it depends like for example every year we have two main collection that are shot by photographers with the help of stylist and art directors uh, hair and makeup and all that production but in the between we have to keep the interest going and this is when i just you know have uh, young models uh, either boys or girls that that work for me and it's a small scale production i would say and it's very interesting because people re- respond to that because as much as they respond to the whole glamour of a full uh, production they also like the intimacy of someone who's like them who's wearing a dress and actually they can rela- relate to that i do both basically got it so how do you go about launching a new product it depends so basically as i said earlier like we do two main collection a year and in those two collections every single item is new uh so that's one thing and also sometimes it's just like capsule collection that are answers to something like you know a trigger i don't know i can't i, I can't remember where, like for example in covid there was so many moments where you just say okay i just had enough of this i just you know and then you just come up with a collection of completely ripped off dresses because you feel like <laughs> you had enough of this <laughs> you know so it it's how it is so basically i i can't really answer this question like um monday i'm starting a new collection but you know i'm just going to the atelier with my team and two models and we're going to do fittings and we're going to try on and we're going to work for a few weeks and hopefully we'll come up with something interesting you mentioned about capsule collection can you explain what is this it's like uh, you have the main collection the, the full winter and the spring summer and then in between you you could do like a high summer collection or you could do christmas collection or you could do depends on what's happening like uh, during the year so you you sort of come up with small collections basically got it got it which social media channel has been working the best for you for me it's instagram undoubtedly so what are some of the strategies that you all follow on Instagram to get recognized internationally I don't have a strategy for so and I think I need to just stick to what I like you know uh, that's my strategy is actually don't compromise you know don't say okay this is going to sell here or this is going to do work here I just create things that I like and I finger cross like people that likes me would like them 
You know, I try not to because it, it's a huge uh, it's a it's a journey to reach a point where you you say, okay, um, I'm not playing any games. And basically, every time I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna just do exactly what I like. I don't try to please people. I mean, like it's not my aim. My aim is actually to come up with something that I like creatively and uh, hoping that people like us would understand the meaning behind it. Got it. So authenticity over anything else, right? Yes. I mean, it's just, you know, honestly, it's the way forward, isn't it? Understood. Yeah. Yeah. So also, Mariam, I, I came across a couple of posts or blogs on your website where you were in an event, fashion event or something. So I was just yeah. wanted to know how attending the fashion events help you get exposure of your brand. What we do is I like take part in usually like a reunion or sales of uh, whereas a group of designers that's like like show off their their stuff. But I don't really I haven't done any any of those events recently. Okay. Okay. All right. What are your thoughts on exposing the people or the things happening behind the scene? Uh, like I have come across stories or posts on your Instagram where you are just, uh, you know, uh, showing the stitching that's going on or maybe uh, someone who is working on the fitting, things like that. The people behind the brand who has been working on it. What What are your thoughts on that? Like sharing behind the scenes content help you? Well, I actually would like to do more of that. I think it's very, very, very crucial that, you know, because like it's fight for a small brand like mine that people understand how we make the clothes and who make their clothes because we're not huge you know come on there are structures that make clothes by thousands of millions it's all the limited editions it's all made with love from people that actually are part of the team uh, since day one so basically if i have to make a strategy a marketing strategy next year it would be this one it will it will be to put forward the people that have been working in Hanut from day one and they are not only very talented very dedicated but they also you know they're like amazing people and the customers really need to see who makes their clothes and I think this close-up is actually wonderful because you know it's the difference between buying your clothes from a small brand rather than buying it from high street you know this huge machines that's taking up the market right now got it so you have your production unit in-house or are you outsourcing the products from somewhere no no it's in-house we do everything ourselves okay from design everything yeah we have we do everything ourselves i mean uh, that's that's um that's um, uh, the ethos of our are like a label got it makes sense may i know how big is your team and uh, how do you go about managing your team so we are 15 people right now. I have three people working on sales and the rest is working on production. Interesting. Mariam, there are days in e-commerce where, you know, things might slow down a bit or there are rough days in every business, right? On these days, how do you go about motivating yourself and taking the business forward? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, we all of us have those days. And like, you know, what I do is actually, I honestly, my, my, my little uh, weapon is actually, I go and meditate. <laughs> and I, I try to calm down and I try to, you know, see the positives and, you know, and learn the lesson. Uh, more importantly, because, uh, you know, you, if you screw up or if you did something wrong, you need to understand how 
What have you not seen? What could you have done better? It's interesting because, you know, and also it's the other things is actually talking to talking to other people. Like, you know, like if it's a business issue, you talk to some people in the business if it's, uh, you know, so you try and just of like uh, understand how you could do to not to have that problem again. Got it. Understood. If there's someone who is willing to start a business into the fashion industry, specifically for women, what are some of the mistakes that you would tell them to not make? Well, I have no recipe for that sort of things. It's very interesting because I was I have friends who are doing the same job as me. Each one, and they they ladies actually, they women, and they, you know, they each one have his own uh, way of working. You know, there is no right or wrong. Uh, I have no lesson to give to anyone. You know, honestly. I think it's like a perseverance is is key because it's a hard field and people like and just like believe it's 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 easy and then you can make something like that but it's not true because it's it's quite uh, you have to to be persevering and something I have already said is actually like don't compromise you know just you know go for whatever you think is go for your beliefs try and find your own identity that's how honestly I would say two things really got it how do you go about dealing with the competition so it's a very competitive market right if there's a product that you have in mind or a design you have in mind after a week you see someone doing it already right so how, how do you go about managing these things it's the same idea you have to have your own identity visual identity design identity you know and you know try and like uh, find it and you know really uh, make it happen shape it and you know uh, look after it your identity is your key to stay in on the market to be relevant because you know if you have a signature and it's just you know something that you know uh, it's um, um, I'm striving to every day uh, as it's for the competition, I am friends with my competition, believe it or not. I have like women and designers here, local designers that, you know, you, you would consider or anyone would consider my competition, but I, I don't. I think they are what makes the scene interesting because the more is going to be like, the more is, is Morocco, Marrakesh, or North Africa, or I don't know how people would, would place us, is, is a place where people would say, oh my God, this is happening, things are happening there, there is uh, lots of creativity. Uh, that makes it a good thing for me, uh, don't you think? You know, I mean, I don't want to be on my own. I would like to have, you know, other brands that uh, sprouting out and making a place for themselves and, you know, I think competition is completely healthy. You need the competition, basically, because they keep you on your toes. Like if you if you wake up in the morning and look at the collection of someone in your neighborhood and you think, oh, my God, he's done so well, that's just like going to push you forward. You're just going to drink coffee and go to work. <laughs> you know, I think it's very healthy. Makes sense. Uh, if, if there's one thing that I would take away from this episode is that you know, even if you have competition, you have things all around, what you need to stick to is authenticity, like being genuine with your brand and yourself. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, that's my own opinion. I mean, I would call it more, you know, um, find yourself, you know, and just believe in that, you know, whatever it is and don't uh, compromise. And it's, like, it's more likely not compromising for a reason or another. You know, that's what I think is uh, very important. Makes sense. That's pretty much it 
thank you for spending out your time and uh, recording the podcast with us i'm sure our audience would love it the lessons that you gave and the tips that you shared they would just love it yeah thank you so much mariam brilliant thank you so much and that's it for today's episode of content kitten thank you for tuning in don't forget to subscribe for more such tips from the real doers